0: Welcome back to the Homeschool Advantage Podcast. I'm your host, Bex Buzzy. Today's guest is Connie Williams. Connie is founder of Strugglers and Others. She is an author and a retired school teacher from California. Strugglers and Others is a deep dive into life with ADHD and different learning differences. Connie is here to help you with your child's learning difference. She helps you answer questions like, how do I know if my child is dyslexic? Is there a checklist of traits? How do I know if my child has ADHD? Is there a checklist of those traits? How do I know if my child has a preferred learning style? How do I know if my child should start early in kindergarten? If their birthday's on the border? And so many more questions. In this episode, we talk about How she created Wednesday Winks to help children that are struggling. Also, how being different is definitely okay. And lastly, while it is important to find creative ways to engage children in learning, we need to address how these learning issues affect the child's family life, academic life, and the matters of the heart. They need to feel worthy, and we need to gently help them find their gifts and talent and encourage them. So go grab your coffee, go grab your tea and a pen and paper, because you're not going to want to miss what Connie has to say. Let's get into the podcast. Say hello to our guests and tell us, what is a fun fact about your industry that will really surprise our listeners?
1: Well, I just thought about a fun fact about me that Will probably relate into all of the others, but it's that when I was a teacher, I was the wiggliest person in the classroom. So, uh, I love that. Yes, and over the years, because I was wiggly, then my kids had opportunities to wiggle too. So, as the years went on, more people with wiggly children requested me. So it's sort of like we just all wiggled our way through school. So.
0: you had the wiggliest class in the world (laughs)
1: yes
0: (laughs) that's awesome so what grades did you teach
1: I taught third fourth and and fifth mostly
0: oh my gosh they're the best honestly I I subbed for a third grade class I was a at the time I was a middle school teacher at the time now I'm a high school teacher but I had a sub in for a third period class because the school that I worked at had elementary and middle school together. They hadn't Uh separated them yet.
1: Uh And
0: I was like, should I go back to school for elementary and teach third grade? Because this is an amazing grade. But everyone was like, yeah, you know, third grade teachers don't retire ever until they actually have to. And I'm like, I can see why. I could see why. I could see why they never want to leave. So that's so awesome. So that brings us to our next question. So what is the focus of your work, Connie?
1: Right now that I'm retired from teaching, I've kind of pulled together a lot of things that I used in the classroom, especially with kids who struggle. And we tried a lot of things and some worked, some didn't. So we kind of fine-tuned it as we went. And of course, different things work for different kids. But anyway, is to just provide tips and information for parents. And and teachers and anybody else, grandparents who work with kids, help them with their schoolwork or homeschool them. So and I've got three ways that I've incorporated. One is a website and one is something called Wednesday Winks that I'll expand on a little bit. And then I a love a your book.
0: Wednesday winks. <laughs> oh,
1: good. <laughs> They're fun to do.
0: Yeah. And then
1: also a book that I wrote called Ants Across the Page, which is from the point of view of a struggling student.
0: So, yeah. Very creative. You have a lot going on. Like and I love the fact that you have so much classroom experience and you also are very understanding and empathetic to those kids who just can't sit still because, you know, it's it's a hard it's it's hard how, how do how do you navigate those waters, you know what I mean? And you just happen to be a teacher who also has wigglies. and it's really yeah. interesting. As teachers, right? We all have our own little thing that we do. Like I personally cannot just read like I have to draw everything out and like my students all have to draw I'm like I'm sorry guys you you have to draw like I don't know how to draw I'm like use a stick figure I don't care but you're gonna have to draw it out so we really do end up teaching the students like from our own like little reservoir so that's so cool so what inspired you to start creating all of this and putting it all together for parents
1: Well, I'm going to tell you, when I was a child that started all this, although I didn't know it at the time, but I used to go to something called Joy Club, and I hated it. And my father was the pastor of the church, so it was like, you know, I wasn't, I was supposed to like Joy Club. It was after school, (laughs) once a week, and we went straight from school, and then we sat down, and we listened to a story, we sang a song about Joy and then, <laughs> then kids memorized Bible verses when you got prizes for them. Well, first of all, I'd already sat through a whole day of school. So I was like totally bonkers by then. So I always <laughs> sat in the back so I could take my sweater off and on and sit like this and sit like that. And, you know, but, and then when it came to memorizing, I have some se- severe glitches with memorization. And I mean, I, I, I'll study a verse and over and over and over it and then i won't know the first word i can tell you what the verse means but i cannot do the sequence of words easily and so i was like i went from being the bad kid to the dumb kid basically oh no nobody nobody treated me like that right but in my heart that's how i felt which is a, a big thing with these kids who struggle it's what's in their hearts Anyway, one day after I was griping about Joy Club, my mom said, "Okay, well, instead of going to Joy Club on Wednesday, you can peel potatoes for supper. And I said, "Okay." So she stuck me out on the porch with a little pot of the potatoes. And here I was outside on a beautiful day that, you know, the wind was breezy and birds were tweeting. And I had this thing to do with my hands that was tactile. And I was just really happy. (laughs) <laughs> and so finally, my mom came out and she said, this isn't a very good punishment, is it? And I went, no. But, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, but she talked to me about how important it is when you're the pastor's family, how you need to, I mean, she was very sympathetic and my and she gave me other opportunities once in a while to compete potatoes potatoes. <laughs> but that's kind of in a nutshell what my childhood was like. And then when I was a teacher, and they started giving me all these wiggly children, but, and a lot of the kids who struggle with like dyslexia and stew, and things like other issues as well, I, I would go to any seminar that I could get my hands on, mm. and I did this with the reading specialist in our school who was beside me through everything. She was wonderful. So we went to the ADHD seminar, and I started looking around that room thinking, you mean everybody isn't like this? And it was a very eye-opening experience for me because I never thought of myself as having any kind of a learning disability mm. or, you know, something, you know, it wasn't, I wasn't being bad. I was being how God made me. Yeah. And, and over time, you know, I've learned to remediate things for myself and like, and, but what that did was it, besides making me say, oh, this is, this is something with a name. It also gave me freedom where I could adjust some things in my life, where I didn't have to force myself to to push myself through music practice for an hour before church because I played the piano, then Sunday school where you sit in a chair, then back to church where you focused again to do the piano and then sit through a sermon, which for normal people, or I guess, I don't know, There's what's normal, nobody's normal. But anyway, <laughs> um, it, it really, after that, I just started, I did my music practice in the morning, and then I walked around and wiggled when there was Sunday school going on, and and just kind of fiddled around for a while, and then I was good for church, focusing for the music, focusing for the sermon, drawing, doodling through the sermon, which, oh, okay, it's okay to do that, just like you do with your students. That's a great thing I just heard you say, because that is, I bet you when your kids are all doodling while you're... Reading and explaining. I bet you they're discussing. They they think about what you're saying, and they're relaxed, and they they get questions and they ask you. I mean, I noticed that when I did that with my students at any grade level, they it's it's pleasant, it's relaxing, and it it just really helps the, those kids who are done reading themselves, struggling through questions and all that stuff. So anyway, that's kind of what's got me going in this direction. I love so, it. Anyway, that's just kind of in a nutshell there. Yeah. I guess that kind of helps me understand any student who who has got some struggles in school and he looks around and compares himself with other people and he thinks, how come they can do this and I can't?
0: Correct. Yeah.
1: Why is it so easy for them to just sit there and do their work for a space of time? Yeah. And I can't.
0: Yeah.
1: And there's just, I, I mean, still they're... think
0: that. Yeah. <laughs> I think that well, myself still right now. Yeah, I like, yeah. I think this morning I was like, why mm-hmm. can't I just sit still and just get my stuff done? Like, yeah. I just can't. My mind yeah. goes everywhere. And I'm like, yeah. uh, bring it back. Bring it
1: back. <laughs> yeah, it's not the body. I mean, the body is wiggly, but it's the brain that's wiggly. It really is. Yeah. You're sitting in a class and you've figured out that the teacher has a different lipstick shade on and that the light should be on and my sweater has got a bunchy part in it. And then the teacher says, and what do you think about that, Connie? And I've I've been in another land, which is another thing I learned about a lot of kids is it takes them space of time to go from point A to point B. Mm-hmm. you end one thing you begin another they need a ber- they need a break they need time to yes. shift the gears in their head yeah. anyway I've just already blah 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 blah
0: no <laughs> um, no I I I, I I follow along with your your, yeah. your thinking because it makes sense to me I know as me as a teacher I am also a very I, I'm a wiggly high school teacher and my students always stare at me they're like what are you doing I'm like not doing anything what's the matter with you you know like I'm like yeah. spinning around and walking and doing all these different things but i think my students really enjoy me and now i'm on online school which i really do enjoy more because i'm able to just like i don't have to be in front of people the whole day like i only teach three hours out of the day and the rest of the day i'm able to like actually do things and you know like write and you know move around so for me i i love that so why don't you tell us exactly what it is that you do and what you provide what kind of services you provide for parents
1: well, I'm going to start with a website. It's called yeah. strugglersandothers.com. And strugglers are those kids who struggle. But I also include and others, because if, if you're a homeschool parent with three kids in, in your your home that you're teaching, and one of them should do some of these other activities, like well, writing with their finger and putting for their spelling practice. Have the other ones do it too. It's not like gonna hurt them a bit. It's they're gonna love it, they're gonna learn through it. And and the other side of that is that your little child who struggles won't he'll be doing the same thing as everybody else. He won't feel like he's constantly being pulled out and doing other things. And so that's why the others is in there because it really it works for anyone. That's awesome. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. And the categories, I'm going to tell you the categories for that. There's a Wednesday wink through in there. Yeah. Uh, one is dyslexia and others. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, my subtitle is fighting the battle with putting on your finger. Doodlers and doddlers. That's the ADHD one, special tricks for wigglers. One of them is the ADHD adult. And I've got who me. And I think some things about that. Some things that I've learned over the years and other other people have given me a lot of these things, other teachers. I've got ADHD all over my family, and they, they fed me lots of good stuff. My sister in particular, she's so good. The other one that I really like to focus on is the heart of the struggler because there's so much that you don't see in them. You see, well, he has trouble reading or he has trouble with self-control of his body or whatever it is. But what you don't realize is that there's a little sad person in there. Sometimes you just see them and they've got their head down and they feel like a failure and they feel like they're bad or they feel like they're stupid. And really, they're not. And so you it, that's the thing that... You, that my book really delves into. And it's what it's the probably the biggest part of my heart where that is, is with the, how they struggle and how it affects that little person on the inside. And I've got some Bible verses that go in with that little section and things. And then uh, there's a, a magazine called Teachers of Vision, which you might be interested in. It's for Christian teachers in public schools. Oh, wow. So, yeah. And they've, they keep asking me for articles. And the last one was on the self-identity of, a, it was the whole theme of the month or whatever that was. So I did the self-identity of the struggling student and and it's given illustration and, and I've given the link to that. The magazine is free online. And so if your readers would like to see that, so you just provide those, I take it somehow for people to look up and, and use
0: yeah, I put Perfect. it in their show notes. Yeah.
1: Perfect. All right. So I was that was a real privilege to to be able to provide that. Another thing that is not in this whole thing, but I also noticed another thing that got in the way of students learning is things like the dog dies or grandma has cancer or there's a divorce going on in the home. Those kind of things also are like temporary Times in a child's life when they can't focus, when they struggle with learning, it's, it leaves gaps too. But that's not in any of my material. It's just it's something that popped into my head just now.
0: Yeah. So you basically provide a lot of different tips and tricks and things you share with other parents. And those are the categories, right? So you have your Wednesday winks, dyslex- dyslexia and others, doodlers and dwaddlers. Heart for the struggler, the HD, the ADH adult, and prizes that don't pinch the pocketbook moo. And how do I know if? And who's the author of this website? That's awesome. And I think you know, there there does need to be a place where parents can go and just, you know, teachers, people who want to get information from other experienced teachers to be able to, you know, just to kind of bring this together because homeschooling can be really Yeah, it could be really overwhelming. And it's like, where do I go to be able to, you know, get a couple of tips and tricks? And I love the fact that you have your book on there as well, so they can purchase your book and to cross the page. So that's fantastic. So do you do you focus in on ADHD or is it just basically like this is how I am? So I know I can I can meet these kids needs when it comes down to education.
1: Actually, most of my work has been with students with dyslexia in the classroom. So I've done a ton of that, too. And wow. that's, that's another, I mean, that's, that's a big one. And it comes in different levels. No two kids are alike. My One of my favorite facts from history is that Thomas Edison, when he was a little boy, went, his mother took him to school. And after just a few weeks, the teachers just said, you know what? He can't do school. He can't learn. He's adult. That's the word she used. And so she homeschooled him. There's a mm-hmm. homeschooler from history. And of course, you know what he did. He invented light bulbs and, <laughs> and, and movies. And, and, and that reminds me. And in one of the one of the seminars, one of the best things I learned was that a child with these kind of learning problems is not. He's got actually more brain power than some than a lot of kids who have none of these issues it's true Um, they do and they the a lot of them we would catch in fourth or fifth grade because it took us that long to figure out yeah that they had trouble reading words yeah because they figured out ways to get it Sure. Be like they memorized else. it. Yeah. yeah. They
0: memorize them and yeah. things like that. Yeah.
1: And so that's one of my favorite facts.
0: So you said you, you did a lot of work with dyslexic dyslexia. So like, what were some of the things that you, you focus in on with dyslexic kids?
1: Well, a lot of it is just how to present material to them, written material. For example, one of the Wednesday winks is, well, first of all, the, if you're a homeschool parent, one of the best things you need to have in your house is a big board, either a big chalkboard or a big whiteboard where the kid has to learn to write big stuff because that uses different muscles and it's active and he can use color and like to practice spelling words or math or whatever. And then a lot of the following things that I provide with Wednesday Winks uses big boards. It's funny. The first thing they do is when you send them up to write something on it, they take their hand and they draw this little tiny word. <laughs> you have just like they do on paper you have to kind of train them a little bit. But, and then the the other, another example of another Wednesday wink is to make a list for your child. This was one of my favorite things to do is, well, like, for example, if you had four items they had to do, the first one might've been some kind of seat work at their level that they can do without help, an independent thing. When they're done, what's the reward? Well, you have to get up with your paper, go to a checking station and check it. Checking station, that's another Wednesday wink. And, and then go back and do number two. Number two might be go to the board and do your math, these these math problems, real big. Now, what that does for the parent of a homeschooler, she might be helping another kid. She might be folding laundry and listening to a podcast or whatever, but she can glance over there and just see what, what that he's doing something. You know, sometimes they're yeah. sitting in their chair, they got the pencil in their hand and they're papers in front of them but there's nothing going on because they're in dream oh yeah land or, or they're stuck they get yes. stuck you know and so she just glances at the board and sees how he's doing yeah point number three might be something like go salute the teacher yeah this is my favorite thing get out of your chair or get away from the board walk over to your teacher and usually i'm busy doing something else this is my favorite thing And then you look down and there's this kid who thought, teacher, what is that? That's really weird. What is she doing? But they look at you with this little funny smile because this is kind of odd thing to do. And they salute you. And of course, they're all giggly inside, which that's produced because they have accomplished two goals by themselves and they're feeling proud, even though Mm. they didn't realize it. And then of course, I salute them back. They go back and do one last thing, you know, and that's the end of it. But, oh. that, but but when a lot of it is you need to make skip lines write big print make your letters not be squished together you know make it so they can read it themselves check it off they love to check off list. yeah they love clipboards there's a whole as they wink about clipboards where you can actually get out of your seat and go check one answer at a station somewhere and then go back to your seat and do some more and then go you know just a bunch of the learning where you're active maybe so what's a wednesday
0: wink because you've mentioned a couple times i'm sure Mm -hmm. people are like what's a wednesday wink why don't you tell us what a wednesday wink is a
1: wednesday wink is every week it's just a little tip it's a quick tip and i like i've discovered something called canva where you do art it's so fun so i do just a little square i've been doing them on facebook but i also have people who get them by email and if they would like to get it by email, it's just Winks at yahoo.com. And I know you'll probably provide that for me also. Let's see if I got anything else in my notes here. Um, here I'm going to give you some other titles of Wednesday Winks. One is t- to teach the teacher. Another one is read and draw, which is what you do. Another is a silent signal. Because, you know, the, some of those kids, they're always getting like, do this, stop doing that, whatever. Silent signals are different. It's like a teamwork thing where you might touch your eye or whatever to kind of remind them that they're starting to go in the wrong direction. And if they pull back, then you wait a few minutes and then we reward them with a break or something. Um, Breath, paper, math, bake it and take it. That's a good one for homeschoolers (laughs) because it's fractions. Yeah. And it's also taking something you bake to somebody who is lonely or, you know, grandma or somebody. So
0: um, that's awesome. Yeah. So I, I love all of your creativity and all, and all the things that you do. And I will most definitely put all of your information in the show notes for your episode. But as we're wrapping this up, what is one takeaway you want our listeners to get from our conversation today?
1: Well, I would just say, and this is actually for st- strugglers and others, all students is um, it's one of your goals might be just to find something that they're good at. Mm. And then it can be art. It can be music. It can be sports. I know a lot of homeschoolers, they get, I see them out on tennis courts and I see them um, doing art, art classes and all this really neat stuff. When you find one that they love and they're good at, just nurture it. Give them supply, make sure they have supplies, make sure they have time to you know, to do that. And, and because that will make them feel good about themselves. And if there's, and after they do a picture or or whatever, post it, to, or text it to somebody who they love, you know, look at this is the great picture that he made, and text it to, to, you know, Uncle George, or whoever, that, um, just, you know, just to follow up that way with it. Um, it. That could even be chalk on the sidewalk, you know, yeah. So that's, I guess what I, that's the, that's in a nutshell, what that is. Um, awesome. I know you, that's especially important later on. Like I'm yeah. talking about third through fifth graders, but middle school and high school, if yeah. they had to sit in their chair and say they're in, and say, I know I'm good at this thing. Or for me, I doodled goofy pictures in school and people bought them for a dollar. It had little hidden pictures in them. The bad news is, I was doing it during chemistry. It's um, okay. <laughs> but, but, um, but it made me feel like I was good at something.
0: Yeah, you know. that's awesome. Yeah. Connie, thank you so much for coming mm-hmm. on today and just sharing all of your wisdom and your knowledge. It's been a pleasure having you on today.
1: Thank you. It was a joy to be here.